Welcome to the Player Development Pod, presented by Beyond the Field. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Jones II, and I am the founder of the Beyond the Field program and an experienced player development professional. This podcast is here to bring exposure to the player development field with the goal of creating generational impact in athletics and other surrounding areas. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend time with me here on this platform. In today's episode, we will continue our series called The Questions of Player Development. We will begin the show after this ad by our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Beyond the Field Program, LLC. Beyond the Field is now providing consulting services. The services are the following. Staff consulting, program evaluation, program creation, and player development education. Please head to btfprogram.com and click on our consulting tab to find out more. We help you help athletes create generational impact. The past year, I collected a number of questions for my next book. I decided why not bring the book to this podcast? In this episode, we will cover questions 22-24. All right, question 22. What's the number one skill that student athletes need to learn and develop outside of their athletic performance? Well, I actually have two answers to this question because I think they work well together even though they're different. They are responsibility and accountability. Responsibility and accountability are very similar in nature, but are different. They are best when they work together. I had a friend ask me one time, and I kind of noticed this when I was high school coach. He said, "What's as my son goes from middle school into high school, what two things do you think he needs to know? And I said, he has to have a great understanding of responsibility and accountability. Responsibility is defined as the quality or state of being in charge of someone or something. Accountability is defined as an obligation to explain, justify, and take responsibility for one's actions. Specifically in my role in player development, I have seen the players who understand the difference and the relationship of these two, they have a greater overall experience as a student athlete. And that could be on the field and off the field. You know, they they understand that they are responsible for their actions and they will be held accountable to those actions. Overall, like those athletes I talked about who do well, I believe that athletics as a whole will be better if athletes, once again, understand they are responsible for their actions and that they will be held accountable to those actions. That could be attendance. That could be various different actions, be it what you say, what you do, and just your efforts. Unfortunately, in this role of player development, in my experience, there are times where a player's responsibility and accountability are placed on you. You may say, well, what does that mean? Uh, Different things like this. Did he wake up? Did he go to class? Did he show up for this or that? And it can be frustrating because you want to help a student athlete, but you don't want to take away their responsibility. And I've always been one, the champion. Hey, let's, I understand we're going to help them when they first get here, but they have to be held accountable for their actions. You know, we don't have to go knock on their door to make sure they get to class. They need to go to class. We don't need to go check for them and see if they made it to the weight room, whatever. They need to be there or training or this or that. I understand that there are consequences. I understand that things are going to happen. You get in this role and your schedule is a player schedule. That's unfortunate because that four to five years that student athlete is there, they are not growing in an area that when they go to the real world, they will get chewed up and spit out. If you can't take responsibility and you don't understand accountability for the actions that you have, 
nobody's got time for you in the real world. Getting players to understand and value responsibility and accountability in an environment like that can be tough as they know others could get the talking to because of their actions. So when you're in an environment, unfortunately, they they don't see a reason for responsibility and accountability. At the end of the day, you're going to come get me to take me to class, right? At the end of the day, you're going to text me to make sure I make it to this meeting, right? At the end of the day, you whatever, whatever. And I've had cases, you know, where, you know, they see that these the staff gets a talking to. Hey, why didn't he show up? Why didn't he be here? Why, why wasn't he here? Why did this happen? Why did they miss this? Why didn't they show up? Why aren't they there? I don't know. Ask them, you know. But unfortunately, like I said, I've had experiences, not not overall, but there are have been some experiences where you are responsible. Once again, I understand that falls under the umbrella if you're helping. There are emergencies, different things like that. Hey, we haven't things that are out of character. I'm okay with. Hey, we didn't hear about so and so. Let's go check. Okay, awesome. But if the character of the person is they're not taking responsibility or they're, they're not they're, they don't understand or don't want to be held accountable for their actions, that's a different thing. Now, I would state that all athletes don't have this problem. Actually, a majority of them don't. If I had to give a percentage, I could say that this number could possibly get up to about 15% of your team that struggle with responsibility and accountability. Most of the guys are going to do the right thing. I was on a call with another player development professional one time, and <laughs> we asked each other, is it really player development or is it player management? You know, because he had the same kind of deals and we kind of call it your babysitting at the end of the day. You know, make sure you're here. Make sure I do that for my daughter. I drop her off, pick her up, do this, give it that, that, that you know, you don't want to get into that role, you know, and that, that player management. That, that's that's not what this role can be. But back to the athletes, I think learning and living by these two will help athletes well beyond their playing careers. Athletes, if you listen to this, please understand responsibility and accountability and understand how they work together to make you better. You are responsible for your actions and you will be held accountable to the actions that you're responsible for. So that's the number one thing that I believe student athletes need to work on outside of their athletic performance. Question 23, do I feel that universities are really committed to player development or is it window dressing to show the public, media and faculty that at least some effort is being made? <sighs> Um, I could spend so much time on this one, so I'll try to keep it short. I will use my experience and what I've learned from others. Personally, I could answer this question with a yes and a no. If I had to go percentage-wise, I would say 35% yes and 65% no. There are some programs out there that truly care about player development. I was fortunate enough to have this experience in my career. There are also some programs that don't care for it and have it because other programs have the role or they feel like they should have a person in that role. I've experienced that. The other thing I've experienced with this is some people have the role but don't have a definition of what player development is. And that could be just as tough as not having support. Coaches are competitive by nature. You know, they're former athletes. They've had some athletic success at some level in their life. And so what they do is they look at support staffs, right? I learned this at a university. You look at a support staff. Hey, this school's got 40 people on their support staff. I may not be able to get 40. I got 25. I want to get 10 more people. Okay, so you look at this. You you look at your conference or your state and you look at these support staffs and you say, oh, they have a director of player development. Cool. Give me a director of player development. Then they go to AD when they figure out what they want in their support staff and they ask for more so that they, the playing field could be competitive as far as support staff goes. Now, this has helped the growth of player development by title as that growth has been immense. I have talked about the growth of player development on this podcast. Go check out episode three and episode eight. It has been great to see the growth of player development by title, but I always ask myself, has the function of the role grown as well? Now, 
when I look at commitment, these are the topics I use. Number one, resources. Is there staff? You know, what, what's their salary? What's their budget? How can they grow? Number two, roles. What do they actually do? Number three, responsibilities. Can this role actually make decisions? Are they a part of the decision-making process? Number four, recruiting. What is player development's role in recruiting? Do the athletes that are coming to your campus understand that this will be a part of their experience? In my experience, I have not been at a university where all four of these topics were checked off. The best experience I had, I had three of these. I have experienced both sides of the coin when it pertains to this question. And both of these environments have made me a better professional. So I'm thankful for those experiences. This podcast and other resources I've created are here to help ensure that this role is correctly used to create needed impact in athletics. To the programs that value player development and allow their professionals to impact the athletes under their influence, thank you. Question 24, what are some of the difficult components of your job that have the highest rewards attached to them? The most difficult part of the role for me has been assessing if the players are getting it. Are they getting it? Are they getting what you're giving them? As a professional, I've put so much time, energy, and effort to help them develop through relationships and programming. I've begun to dive deeper into feedback and analytical assessments of retention, but I think about their life when I ask if they get it. So it's not, hey, did they get this program? Did they understand it? I'm thinking about the grand scheme. Did they get it? Five years from now, wherever they are in life, will they use the tools and skills that we gave them and equipped them with? Will they be able to create generational impact in the lives of their kids? The seeds that are being sown and watered, will they grow? This is the most difficult part of the role. But when you receive a text message or you see on social media they are using the things you taught them, that creates the greatest reward. I'll use some examples here. Last week, I highlighted Chris Hughes as a former player of the show. He quote tweeted it and said that he wants to do player development because he saw how I did it and how I poured into their lives. Hey, that's a reward right there. Andrew Parchment, who's with the Carolina Panthers, he DM'd me one day on Twitter saying, hey, thank you so much for helping bring in this speaker. Someone on our staff brought the speaker in, but I introduced him and spent time with him, and he was in our programming. They've built a huge relationship to this day where they visit, and he still pours into them. Cole Brungart. I was talking to Cole Brungart one day when I was getting ready for a speech, just wanted to hear how he was doing, connect with him. He said, thank you all so much for preparing us. The transferable skills that you've given us, they've been great. Tyler Llewellyn. You know, Tyler Llewellyn, I highlighted him a couple of weeks back as a former player of the show. And he said, thank you so much for helping people see how to create generational impact in the lives of student athletes. That's great. You know, you hear things like that. BJ Hanspart. BJ Hanspart hit me up. He's got this great opportunity. He's doing great things. And I was like the second or third person he called. And when you hear that and, and the player gets off the phone and says, thank you so much. Love you. It, it just it, it, it's a great reward. Dylan Doyle. Dylan Doyle has, you know, sent me messages, books, things like that, encouraged me as I walk through certain things in my life. That's incredible to have someone that you influence use their time when you're walking through a conflict or a difficult time, as I have these past five or six months, and they're encouraging you. JT Woods, got to see JT Woods, congrats to JT Woods, got drafted by the Chargers. We talked, you know, a couple days before the draft. I got to see him and he was just so, you know, great to talk to him. We talked about, you know, the impact I had on his life. And I was only there for 11 months. Once again, a reward. Mike Johnson, who just graduated, recently graduated from Texas Southern University, texted me that night. Coach, I wouldn't be here without you. I wouldn't be able to get this degree without you. Big play, Jaron McVay. We had a recruiting panel and he was telling parents that he loved 
the people at this certain university. And he said, like it, love seeing it. That meant a lot. And Dondre Williams, Dondre Williams, I didn't coach him. This is an incredible story. He played at a local high school. He got into coaching because he saw the energy and the efforts that I was giving to the lives of student athletes. He talked to me at a conference and said that, Coach, I'm coaching because of you. You didn't coach me, but I saw how you coach people, how you poured into people's lives, and I'm doing that because of you. Those are the rewards. That's what it's for. That's why you sow the seeds. That's why you hold them accountable. That's why you spend time with them. That's why you build the relationships. You do all that for them. You do it to develop them. These messages, these talks, this encouragement, this is a byproduct of pouring into their lives. I don't have to get this. I'm still going to go in and make sure I can help them create generational impact. That's my call in life. That's my purpose. All right. It's time for the former player shout out. I want to give recognition to those that have coached or led who are doing great things beyond the field. This episode, I want to give a shout out to Dane Roy, the punter from Bunyip, Australia. Good day, mate. Dane has one of the most interesting stories of any college football player in the last decade. Dane arrived on our campus as a 27-year-old freshman. He was an Australian rules football player for Richmond Central who won the longest kick competition at the AFL Grand Final in Melbourne, Australia, after booting a torpedo 73 meters, which equates to 79 yards. Dane went on to pick up the art of punting with Pro Kick Australia and then received a scholarship to the University of Houston to punt. He came to U of H sight unseen, y'all. Before coming to Houston, Dane worked many jobs after receiving a diploma of broadcasting in 2007. He was a bartender, worked with the Australian version of the IRS, was a typesetter for a newspaper form guide company, and an ice cream sales rep, which we knew him best for in Houston and is most documented. Dane brought the experiences he learned in his life and brought immediate maturity and leadership into our locker room. The thing I loved about Dane was although he may be 10 years older than most of his incoming class, he took time to get to know the guys and was an incredible teammate to many. Dane was an advocate for the players and was involved in a lot of the programming we had. He was a constant in our community impact efforts and standing six foot seven was a favorite of the children to see. Dane's smile, positive attitude and care for people made a significant impact on our program, athletic department and university. A four year starter, Dane received athletic accolades every year. His senior year, he was a Ray Guy finalist, college football's award for the best punter, first team all conference, conference co-special teams player of the year and third team All-American. Dane's excellence transferred from the field to the classroom as he was a conference all-academic team selection and graduated magna cum laude in advertising. Since returning to Australia, he started as a designer for a local sports apparel company. Now he is the director of operations and runs the day-to-day part of it. Dane, I'm proud to be a part of your journey as you may be the most interesting man ever. Well, that's all for today. Thank you for taking time to listen. Go follow Beyond the Field on Twitter and IG at BTF underscore program and on Facebook at BTF program. These episodes are also loaded onto YouTube so you can find us there. Search Beyond the Field program and subscribe there. Tag us on social media and let us know what you learned about player development from today's show. Use hashtag PDPod as the hashtag for our show. Subscribe, 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 subscribe to this podcast on the platform you're listening to. Please rate and leave a review of the show. It would mean so much to me. Share this podcast if you believe it will benefit some to learn more about player development. Next episode, we will continue our questions of player development series with questions 25 through 27, in which we will discuss how do you assess productivity of your program? What are some of the challenges that you face with student athletes when running a program like this? And what is the success you see at the end of the program? And what are some advice you would give to keep athletes engaged in a conversation to someone aspiring to be 
and athletic development. I look forward to the next podcast. Thank you for tuning in and spending your valuable time with me here. God bless you. Have a great day. Go out and create generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today.